praise. And we'll be remembering his amazing grace. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, as we walk through John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17, we're just going to rely on the Lord. Amen? Amen. We're not going to lean to our understanding, but we're going to trust his word. Amen? Amen? John chapter 14, verses 14 through 17. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may be abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you should know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this opportunity to gather together in your name. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to praise you, Lord God. Lord, to lift up our voices in honor of you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you for this time of your word. And we ask that your word, Lord God, will penetrate our hearts, that we may bear much fruit for your glory. Grace is not just to be hearers, but to be doers. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get my notes. Hallelujah. For God is worthy to be praised. Amen. Because he's good. All the time. And all the time. He's good. Amen. Amen. As we look at these encouraging words to some, but discouraging to others. Because often we can say anything. You can say that you run faster than me. But what happens when we race? You have to put action to your words and prove it. People talk a good game all the time. That's one reason we have contracts. Because you make a deal with somebody to do something and you expect them to follow through. But when they don't, there's protection. There's a contract. Because so often, people say one thing, and they do another. But Jesus is saying here, in John 14, 14, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. See, I've been with you, Jesus let them know. I've cried with you. I've laughed with you. We've, I've taught you. You've learned from me. You've seen me day and night. I've been your comfort. I've been your joy. I've been your peace. But I'm going to pray the Father, if you love me, keep my commandments. I'm going to pray in the Father that he will give you another comfort, that he may abide with you forever. See, Jesus came but he didn't come to stay on this earth and walk among us forever. He came to do a work. He came to be the lamb slain for the foundation of the world. He came to take our sin upon himself. He came to do that, but he wasn't going to leave us comfortless. Because even though he's gone, he's on the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is here now, amen, among the believers. And he's not just with us. 
but he's in us. Amen? Verse 17 says, Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him, not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. You know, our loving Heavenly Father, he knew that trouble would come. Amen? When we look at the news, we see trouble. When we turn on the radio, we hear trouble. When we step outside our neighborhoods, there's trouble. Within our own household, there is trouble. Within our hearts and our minds sometimes, there's trouble. And God knew that we would have trouble. In Job chapter 14, verse 1, it says that man is born of woman and is a few days and full of trouble. Anybody ever been through any trouble? Anybody ever seen any trouble? Ever heard any trouble? Ever thought any things that were troubling? See, we're in the situation with the disciples to where they're experiencing trouble. See, we know the trouble's going to come, and we know the trouble's going to be, but sometimes trouble takes us by surprise. Amen? God did not intend for his people to abide with the trouble. God made a way for us to get out of troubled minds and troubled hearts. For us to have peace. Because in the beginning it wasn't like that. In the beginning God made us for his glory. And even now we're here for his glory. God made us for his glory. But the problem is in the Garden of Eden we decided that we don't want to trust him. We want to do it our own way. And so man rebelled against God. That did not surprise God. Because God had a plan from the foundation of the world to put an end to his people's trouble. God had a plan from the foundation of the world that Jesus Christ will be the lamb slain so that God's people would not live with hearts that are troubled. That we would have peace of mind. And that's kind of where we are today. See, when we look at John chapter 13, there was a lot of trouble. There was a lot of trouble. And there was some unexpected trouble. Because we look at uh, John chapter 13, and what happened is, they were having a Passover with Jesus Christ. They were fellowshipping and they were eating with Jesus Christ. And everything was loving. And everything was good. And they was enjoying one another's fellowship. They was enjoying the fellowship of Jesus Christ. They were having a good time. They were having an awesome time at the Passover. But there was still trouble. Because people were seeking to kill Jesus. So they had to meet in secret. They knew about that trouble. They knew that Jesus couldn't go out in the daytime. But he had to go at night because they were seeking to kill him. They knew about that trouble. But there was some trouble that came upon the rise. There was some trouble that came up that they had no idea what happened. Anybody ever had any unexpected trouble? Anybody ever been just experiencing life, making your plans, keeping your schedule, setting your goals, and unexpected trouble came your way? <laughs> Praise God. Adam and Eve, you got the same testimony. They were walking with God in the coolness of the day, and then Satan came with trouble. Praise God. So we're here 
in John chapter 13. And again, they knew about some of the trouble, but let's talk about some more trouble that they had no idea was coming. In John chapter 13, verse 21, Jesus said that he was troubled in spirit. This is the man who calmed the sea, but he was troubled in his spirit. This is the man who fed more than 5,000 people on a number of occasions. This is the man that raised the dead. This is the man that healed the sick. But Jesus was grieved within himself in verse 21. And Jesus said, I'm troubled. And he testified that someone was going to betray him. So they didn't expect to hear that. They had just had fellowship. They had just had a good time, having a good time. And all of a sudden, Jesus is troubled. And he said, one of you is going to betray me. In John 13, 21. Who would have thought that somebody was going to betray Jesus? Now, we know that the Pharisees didn't like him. And we know the Sadducees didn't like him. And they know he had enemies all around. But among the disciples? Now, there was a time when Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And many disciples left him. But the twelve were faithful. The twelve stayed. But Jesus is telling them right now, he said, I'm troubled. In verse 21, one of you is going to betray me. Now the disciples are surprised at this, but God is not surprised. Because this was prophesied in the Old Testament that Jesus was going to be betrayed. But the disciples didn't know that that was going to happen. In verse 30 of John 13, Judas left from among them to goes who knows where. They weren't expecting that. In chapter 13, verse 33, Jesus explains to them that he's leaving and that the disciples cannot come with him. That was unexpected. They didn't expect that. How often have you had unexpected trouble? Adam and Eve had it with the, with the serpent in the garden. Abraham had it when he had a wife and they couldn't have a child. Because that's the natural progression. You get married and you have a child. But they couldn't have a child. That was unexpected. There are things that happen in our lives that are unexpected. Amen? Amen. But God is not surprised. God is not caught off guard. And because knowing that we were made for God's glory, it comforts us because God had a plan from the beginning to rescue our troubled hearts. He had a plan from the beginning. In verse 36, Peter was seeking to know where Jesus was going, and he wasn't giving any clues. Trouble. In their hearts. I can imagine the fear that gripped their hearts. Because Jesus said, <coughs> somebody's going to betray me. Man, that's a Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Jesus said, somebody's going to betray me. Judas leaves. Peter's trying to find out where you're going. And in the midst of this, Jesus tells Peter that you're going to betray me before the cock crows. Trouble. So now we see in John 14, verse 1, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. We discussed it already that in Job chapter 14, verse 1, 
It says that a man that is born a woman is a few days and full of trouble. But even though we have trouble in our life, we don't have to have troubled hearts, amen? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had peace in the midst of the fire furnace because God was with them. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The disciples were fearful at this point. This God, God man, Jesus the Christ, had been with them for three years. They found comfort in him. They found joy with him. He taught them. He loved them. He protected them. There were times when the disciples, when the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they would come and they would attack the disciples. They would persecute the disciples. Why are your disciples doing this? Why are your disciples doing that? Why y'all not washing your hands? Why y'all plucking corn? Why y'all doing this? Jesus would always defend them. He had been their defender, their protector, but now he's telling them, I'm going away, and where I'm going, you cannot come. They were troubled. They were troubled. But Jesus encourages them. In John chapter 14, now when somebody tries to give you a word of encouragement, sometimes it falls on deaf ears because it's like, man, you don't know. No one knows the future. No one knows, thank you. No one knows the future. No one knows what's down, down the road. So often people try to offer words of encouragement and those words of encouragement fall flat. But when you get encouraged by God, when you get encouraged by the word of God, there's a peace and there's a joy that can overcome anything that you're dealing with because you're trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. So we see all the trouble going on. Jesus tells them in 14 and 1, let not your heart be troubled. And I know that we just celebrated the birth of Christ. And I know that we're going into a new year. But on a lot of our minds and a lot of time, we still have trouble. We wonder what the future holds. We wonder what's going to happen today. We wonder what we're going to eat. We wonder so many things when we don't get those visits. When we don't hear from those loved ones. When we have altercations with our family, when people are mad at us or we're mad at them, troubles. But again, Jesus is encouraging their hearts. He's saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. With the same way that Abraham trusted God, trusted Jesus. In the same way that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fiery furnace, in the same way that they trusted God, trusted Jesus. In the same way, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, not him, he'll direct your path. In the same way, we can trust in Jesus, amen? Because Jesus is God in the flesh. And now his flesh has been glorified. He's on the right hand of the Father. He's God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We can trust in Jesus, amen? So he's telling them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. In other words, I'm going away, not just for me, but I'm going away for you. It's not even for me, it's for you. So you don't have to be worried. I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. I'm not leaving you to deal with all the stresses of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I'm not leaving you to deal with the Roman government. I'm not leaving you to deal with all the sin that you are dealing with and struggling with. I'm not leaving you. But I'm preparing a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. So going on down to the scriptures, we're going to John 14, verse 15. Jesus continued to encourage them. And this is hours, hours before Jesus is going to be captured by the soldiers. And this is hours before he's going to be beat all night long. And this is hours before he's going to be put up on the cross. This is last, last statement to them. This, if you would, these are his dying words. Because he's about to die. And the servants don't know none of this at this moment. But he's preparing them and he's encouraging them. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Okay, you're, 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 you're troubling your heart because I'm leaving. You're troubling your heart because someone's going to betray me. You're troubling your heart because you can't come with me. You're troubling my heart, all these things. But if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. And I will pray the Father, and he should give you another comfort. I know I've been with you up until now. I've been holding your hand up until now. I've been comforting you up until now. I've been loving on you up until now. You've been trusting me up until now, and I've been here with you. But I'm going to send you another comfort that he may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. See, they, in the midst of all their fear, in the midst of all their doubt, they had no idea what was next, no idea what was coming. They were full of fear. But Jesus is telling them, hey, okay, I'm going away, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father to give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. See, the love that we have from God comes from God, amen? And we love God because he first loved us. So this is a glorious love. The love that we have for God points to glorifying God, glorifying the Father. Not glorifying the world or the things of the world. We don't glorify the flesh. We don't glorify the lust of the eye and the lust of the, uh, the, the pride of this world. We glorify God through obeying him and trusting him. <clears throat> Amen? And we obey him and we trust him and we love him because God has given us the grace to do that. And it's by faith. We trust him by faith. Grace through faith. We receive grace to love him through faith. We receive the ability to trust him through faith. It's always been like that. Abraham received what God had for him by grace through faith. David, the prophets of old, Daniel, everybody who ever trusted in God the avenue by which they trust him has always been grace 
through faith. And so Jesus is saying, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, that he will abide with you forever. Look at verse 16. I will pray the Father. The intercession of Christ makes the impartation of the comforter possible. If it weren't for what Jesus has done, we wouldn't have a comfort. Jesus did what the Father had him to do. Therein he glorified the Father. Jesus represented the Father in everything that he said, thereby glorifying the Father. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comfort. Only believers, repentant followers of Christ, receive the benefits of Christ's intercession. Only God's people, only those who through repentance and belief receive the benefit of Christ's intercession. And that's a glorious thing. It's a glorious thing that we can receive what Christ did, the benefits of it. By grace, through faith. Praise God. I've often heard it said, it's not what you know, but it's who you know. Amen? And if we know Jesus Christ and the pardons of our sin, then we'll have a comforter in the midst of our fears, in the midst of our doubts. We have a comforter. In verse 16, he also said that he may abide with you forever. God's people have always been the temple in which God intended to dwell. Y'all remember the temple in the Old Testament? That was just a picture of the temple that's in heaven. And now we're the temple. It's no longer the Ark of the Covenant that God dwells in. It's us, amen? Because of what Christ has done, by grace through faith, we receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit because we're loving him and we're keeping his commandments by grace through faith. Praise God. Everything that God has for us, we can receive it by grace through faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. For first we must believe that he is and that he's the reward of those who diligently seek him. If we don't believe that God is, if we don't believe that Christ is the way, we're not going to trust him. Praise God that knowledge is not enough, but we have to follow through. That's why Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. By keeping God's commandments on our heart, by keeping God's commandments in our mouth, by keeping God's commandments in our practice on a daily basis, we're showing God, Lord, I love you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I seek you. Lord, I acknowledge you. I can't do it, but you can do it. This is not something that we do within our own strength. But this is something that we receive by grace through faith. God encourages our hearts by grace through faith. God strengthens us to obey him and to trust him and gives us peace. And graces us not to be troubled, even in troubling times. 
if you think you've seen troubling times, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because the Bible says in the last days, things will get worse and worse. And I'm not trying to discourage you, but I'm just being honest with you. But in the midst of all that, we can have God's peace. Amen? He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And look at verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Even the spirit of truth. See, the intercession of Christ in the truth of God, that holds everything together. Jesus Christ holds everything together. The Bible says everything was made for him, through him, and by him. He holds everything together. Everything together. He is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth of Jesus Christ. The truth that he is the only one qualified to intercede to the Father on your behalf. Moses wasn't qualified. David wasn't qualified. Abraham wasn't qualified. No one was qualified through the history of all time except Jesus Christ because he was tempted but without sin. He says, even the spirit of truth, I'm going to give you my spirit. I'm going to leave with you a comforter, even the spirit of truth. See, the world cannot receive him because it don't see him. And that sin is not just Physical. Their hearts and the minds of unbelievers are not able to understand the Holy Spirit. The hearts and the minds of unbelievers are not able to see, conceptualize, understand the Spirit. The Spirit is so contrary to the flesh. The Bible says, bless those that curse you. That's of the Spirit. The flesh does not want to do that. The flesh says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. But the Bible says, God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. The flesh is lusting after going after where it sees. It's, it's using its senses to live out life. But those of us who are trusting in Christ, we're not living out our senses. We're living according to his word. Amen? We're not leaning to our own understanding. But we acknowledge him in all of our ways. Even the spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to keep that in mind today. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. And the world don't know. Praise the Lord. It's a
And not only, see, Jesus had a physical body, has a physical body. Jesus had, has a physical body. So when he was there with them, he wasn't in them. He could only get so close to them physically because he humbled himself. And he veiled his glory. And it was put into a human body. So he couldn't be in them. He could be with them, but not in them. The Holy Spirit, though, is in us. Amen? The Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby we've been sealed to the day of redemption. You are sealed by the Spirit of God. You're covered by the Spirit of God. As we trust in Christ through repentance and belief, grace through faith, we've been made right with God. We are right with God. And so all the comfort and all the joy and all the love and all the peace that God has to offer is within us. Praise God for that. Amen. God knew the trouble would come. Whatever troubles you're experiencing right now, God knew that they would come. Those issues within family, God knew that they would come. That tension within family, God knew that it would come. That trouble in your neighborhood, the troubles of the world, the troubles in our heart, the fears and the doubts that we don't share with anyone. God knew it was coming, but he made a way of provision for his people. Amen? By grace through faith, we trust that God is our supply. We trust that God is enough. We're not like Eve, who didn't trust that God was enough and took things to all hands. But we're learning to be like Christ, who got all of his supply from the Father. He said, I only do what I see my Father do. I only hear what I, I only say what I hear my Father say. As followers of Christ, we're learning to walk by the Word of God, amen? To where we're only practicing what, what the Word of God says, amen? We're only saying and practicing with our words what God, sometimes we might slip up with our tongue. We might slip up sometime. We ask God for forgiveness. The Bible says when we, when we sin, we can confess our sins. And God is faithful and just to forgive us. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because we're in right standing with God. Why? Because Jesus became sin for us. And with him becoming sin for us, he imputed unto us his righteousness. When God looks at you, you're just as good as Jesus Christ. In God's eyes, when he looks at you, you're just as right as Jesus Christ. When God looks at you, because of what Christ has done, through repentance and belief, when God looks at you, you're just as perfect, as holy as Jesus Christ. That's how we can stand before God. We can boldly come to the throne of grace in time of need. And they needed him right now. Because they were hurting right now. And they were afraid right now. So much is going on. In the same way, we need him right now. Because so much is going on. Amen? So much is going on. There's so much trouble. There's so many fears. Trust in Jesus Christ. Because he's the only way. Amen? He's the only truth. He's the only life. Let's repent and believe on the Son of God. 
Grace through faith. Let's repent of our sins and trust in Jesus. Cry out to God, Lord, save me from my sins. Save me from myself. Save me from my wicked heart. Save me, Lord God, from trying to do things my way. Let me trust in you. Let me seek you. Let me turn away from this world and turn to you. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Praise God. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Lord, help me to trust you. Help me to seek you. Lord, we thank you for this word. Lord, we thank you for your confident word. You comfort us in time of testing, time of trial. You comfort us, God. You protect us. You comfort us. Grace us, Lord God, to not trust in our own heart. Grace us to not trust in what we see, but Lord God, to trust in your word. Grace us through repentance and belief. Grace through faith. To keep your commandments. And Lord, if we fall short throughout the day in our words, if we fall short through our actions, grace us to be quick, Lord God, to confess our sins and receive your forgiveness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity. Thank you for this encouragement. Hallelujah. Let us trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Man. Praise the Lord. And with that, we're going to sing one more song that nobody's prepared for. Hold to God's unchanging hand. All right, Hold to God's unchanging hand. <laughs>
The time is filled with swift transition. That's quick change. Quick change, huh? None on earth. Thank you. None on earth can move what? 